Welcome to the Kenmore Church Podcast. We are all about filling hearts and fueling mission. We hope this content builds your heart and mind and equips you to reveal Jesus in this season of your life. Good morning and welcome to Christmas Day 2020. And uh, it's just uh, an honour for us to be able to come into your home. So many of us have very busy Christmas days and it just doesn't work for us practically to get to church. So today church comes to you. So Merry Christmas to you from uh, my family to yours. And we hope you have a fantastic day. Some of us are having a, a very wild and, and frantic day, bouncing between families, kids screaming, rubbish everywhere. I think my household is going to be a little bit like that. Others are a lot more somber. Uh, we've become very aware of our regrets and broken relationships and things that could have been around Christmas as well. So our prayers go out to you no matter what circumstance you find yourself in today. The great news is about today's message is, of course, that it's about God with us, Emmanuel. He finds us and we find him in the stable of our lives, amongst the dust. So Merry Christmas to you. 2020, as we've said uh, ad nauseum, has been such a significant year. And uh, many have said to me just in passing conversations that this year has been very much like one where we feel all at sea. It's like the winds of change and the winds of disruption seem to have blown us all around. And it's almost like we have no anchor. And uh, there's so much pressure, there's so much changing, and we just need something to hang on to. And so some of us have really grappled with uh, consistency, something that's constant. We need an anchor. And Christmas is very much that visible, practical uh, anchor that we have for us. It's annual. It happens every year, no matter what's going on. It largely is unchanging. And it's a moment in all of our years where we can remain hopeful. We remember the very things that we do hold our hope in. It's not in circumstances. It's not in the politics of the world and so on. It's about Jesus. It's about what he brings us at Christmas. So Emmanuel, God with us. And this is a time where I hope you get to hold on to the family that you have. I hope it's a time where you appreciate what you do have rather than regret that which you don't. And the sentiments that we've had this year, I find if you read the gospel message and understand the context of when Jesus came, the days he were born into uh, had very many similarities, albeit on a much more uh, less advanced scale uh, with society and technology and so on. But still, the human heart, when it's disrupted, it's disrupted. And that's what they were going through then. And so we pick up the story here uh, in the Gospels there where it talks about a, a time which uh, they were in, uh, oppressed, they were uncertain and they were powerless. And we, we zoom into the moment where uh, Joseph and Mary take the young Jesus into the temple to go through the various ceremonies that happen there. So let's pick it up there. It says, Now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel and the Holy Spirit was on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. So just note for a moment the hope that this man Simeon had. He was looking for what is termed in my translation, the NIV, as the consolation of Israel. And that consolation could well have been a capital C consolation, could have been a name. We read that and we think he was looking for circumstantial peace in Israel. And there was definitely a facet to that in their understanding. They saw that one day uh, a person would come, the consolation was to be found in a person, in the Messiah, ultimately in Jesus. And that consolation of their disruption, the, the resolution of all their, their uh, things that were hanging out that were unfixed yet, they would be found in this person and he would fix all things. And they were half right. Uh, ultimately, they'll, they'll prove to be fully right as the Messiah comes again and brings peace on earth, literally. But when Jesus came the first time, the peace on earth that was offered and brought was a peace that came internally. And so I love this whole thing about the imperfection 
of Simeon's worldview because it reflects in many ways our imperfection is uh, is half there as well. We can we can have it half right and half wrong. And, and he was expecting something to happen. He was expecting these things of God. And yet the Spirit was still on him. The Spirit was on him and speaking to him and guiding him and, and ultimately led him to the temple that day. The Spirit had given him promises. And yet mixed up with those promises was his own interpretation of how that would work out. But ultimately, God's not accountable for the way we think things are going to work out. He's responsible for the things that he promises. And we can hear the Spirit clearly and still be completely wrong in our understanding and our logic about that. So that's a, that's a journey that uh, New Testament believers particularly need to con- consistently grapple with as we, we grapple with what we perceive God saying and mix that with the filter of our own understanding. So it says of Simeon that the Spirit was on him, not yet in him. This is a New Testament paradigm. We, we expect the Holy Spirit is within us. There's so many scriptures there that say that the Spirit has come as a deposit with, within us. The Spirit works from the inside out and grows fruit and all those things we love. That was not the case in those days. Jesus came into an Old Testament reality. He built, he built the bridge between those realities. And so for Simeon, the only concept they had of God's Spirit was that the Spirit was everywhere. The Spirit was upon him. The Spirit acted upon humanity externally and prompted us, pushed us, compelled us. As the Old Testament prophets were written, the the Spirit compelled them. They were carried along, Peter says, to write what was written. And so this is a very different view to what we have. And we struggle to this day to really contemplate the difference. We want to see the Spirit upon us. We want to see God move mountains powerfully. We want to see external things happen. It was incomprehensible in those days, as in so many ways it still is for us to understand God is now in us. He's, he's acting um, on our lives from within, from the inside out, bringing about character change, bringing about fruit. The peace that he offered was going to come from within and not from without. And so God is still obviously operating in both ways. Going, going in and coming in within us did not mean he was coming off. Both of those uh, methods that God has still work powerfully within us. We still see him move those mountains, but we also see him heal hearts, save souls, and all the things that we take for granted in church world these days. And so this is the story of Christmas, peace on earth, the consoler coming. Peace on earth would begin, as Jesus would say, the kingdom's in your heart. Don't look for it on the outside. And so despite what Simeon thought here, God's actual promise would come true. The Messiah was here. So we sort of pick it up where he begins to grasp what he's looking at there. Uh, He says, moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. This is talking about Simeon. When the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what the custom of the law required, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, you have promised uh, you may now dismiss your servant in peace, for my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people, Israel. Can you just imagine the moment? It's a moment that any of us would long for. It's a, it's a, it's a concept that we would all live for, just to be able to see, to, to have our normal day-to-day life going on. Then suddenly heaven intersects earth and we begin to see a, like a, almost like a portal or a view into eternity. We see that which is eternal mix which, that which, uh, which is temporary. It's a glimpse into heaven and, and it's just one of those times where I, I think you would be, it would be surreal. It would be like, is this really happening? Am I really seeing God incarnate on earth? And I think I would say, as Simeon would say, now that I've seen that, now that that's happened in my life, now I can die in peace too. I mean, God had directly promised him that he would not die until he'd seen the consoler. And, but so much of us would say, now that I've seen that, 
uh, I'm changed forever. Now, I don't need anything else from you, God. It doesn't matter what happens in my life. I've seen your real. I've seen your promise. I've seen you. Nothing else matters anymore. I'm sure if we saw God in that way, our menial problems would just seem so much smaller and our motivations for living would come under question. All this sort of stuff would be up for grabs. Our, our to-do list would, would get a review, wouldn't it? It's, it's like, no, everything would change if we could just see Jesus. And maybe this is your Simeon moment. Maybe as you're looking in here today, you haven't been at church for the longest time and, and this is a big step for you. You've, you're viewing in and just watching what we're doing online. And, and I congratulate you on, you on that. That's a great first step. Many of us who have been watching these uh, podcasts and, and videos have said they haven't spoken to God for the longest time and yet this is their entryway in. And so perhaps this is your Simeon moment where at Christmas this year, in the midst of all that we've been through, you can say, I've seen my salvation. Maybe you've been a fan of Jesus. Maybe you're just on the journey towards coming into Christian life and maybe ultimately church life. You've been a fan and you've been happy to watch from the stands, but it's time for you to become a follower. It's time to put the jersey on and say, no, I am with him. I'm on that team and I'm a Christian now. This is who I am. I believe, I trust in him. And maybe you've been waiting for Jesus for ages just to show himself, but something about today has just helped you see him more fully. But I do believe there's no coincidences about today and who watches in and who comes to church with us in person. You've been moved by the Spirit to watch us today. And throughout your life, you've seen creation. You've seen the evidence of the creation story and how this can't happen by accident. This has got to be an intelligent hand in this, a loving God who's made this earth. You've seen and you've heard the stories of so many people who've been changed. And, and perhaps this is just your moment to lay down your arguments and don't let that which you don't understand rob you of what you do, that God is real. God is love. God has come for you and he's meeting you in the dust of your life. We can all say together with Simeon, my eyes have seen my salvation. And once you've seen Jesus, and when I say Jesus, uh, you may not see him in the flesh. Uh, only a very few of them did in those days. But you've seen him in your own life. You've seen the things we just talked about. You've seen him change you. You've felt his imprint on your heart. And you can't unsee that. You can't walk away from that. If it's truly happened to you, if you've truly had the Spirit come in your life and God's revealed himself to you, that's not something you can wipe away and unsee. You can try and convince your mind and, and rationale and disassemble the whole thing and come up with confusion, but you can't unsee what you've seen. And so uh, you, you can't look at it like it's never happened before. Uh, um, you can't pretend with all the other people around you that have seen Jesus too that they're all seeing a fallacy or something. It's, it's real. It's the only thing that really matters is what am I going to do about that? How am I going to respond? And so Christmas is really all about recentering your sight on him. And your view of life doesn't need to fit in with the world. Your view of life can be bigger than the world. Your view of life doesn't need to be defined by 2020. Your life can be bigger than 2020. And so it's Christmas today. And I, and I hope that for you, it's a moment where the world just stops beating at your door for just a minute, that you can turn off the TV and all the, all the, the mad news and stop getting on the internet and following the clickbait and all the things that distract us. And you would just tie another mental rope around the anchor that is Jesus, the anchor that is Christmas, that you'd find you felt yourself standing firm again, that the, the fact that you've seen Jesus, you remember the simplicity of that and what it means to you, that you can re-anchor your life and allow him to meet the very deepest needs that perhaps through this year in 2020, you've allowed to be rocked because those needs have been met by other things. I reflect back uh, today on a great hero of mine, Martin Luther King. Many years ago, on the day before he was assassinated, 
he dedicated his life. He was a great orator. There was no one like MLK. And, and um, he'd seen a lot of things happen. And it's almost like Martin Luther King had pushed the first domino of what became um, the unchangeable course of the civil rights movement. He never saw it all, but he saw a beginning. He saw that first domino drop. And when the rumours were going around that, that assassination plots were at, were at hand and, and he'd seen a few breakthroughs and he was still struggling against all the different things that were happening down south there in the USA. His voice was clear and his vision was clear and he, and he reflected for a moment at the end of his very last speech. And um, he knew, as Moses knew, as God led Moses up Mount Nebo to look at the promised land, he knew he would never get there. He knew he would never live long enough, even if his life went on today. It would be a generation before the civil rights movement would get all the traction that it really needed. He would have loved to see in his own mind's eye, I think, uh, President Obama voted in there. But he knew it wasn't going to happen for him. And so he reflected just in that moment on his own temporalness, his own uh, mortality. And what he said was quite incredible and, and it inspires me still today. He says, well, I don't know what will happen now. We've got some difficult days ahead, but it really doesn't matter with me now because I've been to the mountaintop and I don't mind. Like anybody, I would like, I would like to live a, a long life. Longevity has its place, but I'm not concerned about that now. I just want to do God's will. And he's allowed me to go up to the mountain and I've looked over and I've seen the promised land. I may not get there with you, but I want you to know that we as a people will get to the promised land. So I'm happy today. I'm not worried about anything. I'm not fearing any man. Mine eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. We've seen difficult days too, and there are probably more ahead. There always will be. But we can be happy today as he was. We can find our happiness in this moment of Christmas where Jesus came amongst us, Emmanuel, God with us. Our eyes have seen the salvation of the Lord, just as Simeon's did. That's got to change your life forever. So over this Christmas period, I pray you'd stop long enough, despite all the harassment and noise and busyness and gift giving and so on. I pray that you could reflect at some point today that your eyes have seen the salvation of the Lord, that it would reset your compass, that you could set your course for 2021 with new hope and a new foundation dug deep on the stability of Jesus in your life. Let me pray for you and let you then enjoy your day. Father, I pray that each one of us would reflect that today is your day. It celebrates your coming. It, celebra it celebrates the reality of you in our life. I pray that whatever household we find ourselves in, that you would be in that household too and that we'd be aware of it. Thank you, Father, for peace on earth and goodwill to all men. Amen. Bless you now and we hope to see you again in 2021.